Hi, I'm Cece, and welcome to the Barry Dyers Podcast, where we share our most intimate insecurities, bariatric stories, and battle with obesity. So grab a cup of inspiration with me as we figure out life, post up together. We are so excited to announce that ProCare Health is sponsoring the Barry Diaries podcast. ProCare Health wants to tackle some of the stigmas of bariatric surgery. For example, one of the toughest part of being a bariatric patient is making sure we are getting in all those vitamins and checking in with our doctor to see if we actually achieve proper absorption. ProCare Health is specially formulated for bariatric patients and know what our bodies need. Not only do they take out the guesswork and make it easy for us to achieve our vitamin goals, but they also give us vitamins that taste like dessert. Win, win. And they're easily digestible. Did I mention dark chocolate squares and cinnamon rolls? Give them a try. Use code BERRYPOD to save at ProCareNow.com. We're fishing with Erin Blanco on. She was our episode 12 pre-op and waiting on Instagram. She's got to do this for me underscore R and Y. She's amazing. She's from Canada and she waited forever to get her surgery. She just got it. She's one month out and we're going to do an update. There you go. Can you hear me? Hello. Hello. Oh my gosh. I was just doing some reviews. I, I saw that. So much stuff. And so I thought I'm going to do some American doing that better. Before we get started, have you tried your Devotion Nutrition? Yes. So I tried the two things that I got there. I got the um, the brownie batter mm-hmm. powder. Yum. Blew your mind. Um, I think I made it a little thick, but I would just make it a little thinner the next time. Mm-hmm. And, and I also bought the, the Flex flavor of the creme brulee. Oh, my God. Oh, Fancy. wow. Oh. I actually... I put that in with some plain Greek yogurt and mixed that up. And then I kind of warmed it just a little bit. Oh, and I added ricotta to it, I think, too. So I added like a bunch of different protein things to kind of mimic that custardy creme brulee. Uh And then I nuked it in the microwave for just about 30 seconds or so. It got nice and warm. And then I sprinkled a little bit of stevia on it and torched it. Like I was like pretending I was having creme brulee and it was. Oh, you were, girl. You were. You were. (laughs) I bet it tasted like creme brulee. It was so good. Yeah, it was very, very good. Yeah. Now I know that the flex flavors don't add any of the protein, but when you've got all those other things, it really is just adjusting your flavor, right? It was. Yeah. So I want to hear all the things. The last time I talked to you, you're in Canada. Yeah. You were, for years, you've been thinking about it, kind of on the fence about having bariatric surgery. And then you were like, I, I want to do this. And then by the time you did, COVID hit. Yeah. And it Canada is pretty strict and locked you down. So yeah. The anticipation was killing you. Yeah. Because, yeah, you are right. I mean, I was pretty bummed. Um, not that it was anyone's fault, but I had, like you said, I had already finished my pre-op program. Mm-hmm. Um, I had actually already even started the OptiFast diet, like the liquid shakes, um, and was instructed to keep on doing that. Um, so you can imagine that 
that doing that, putting yourself through that with no surgery at the end of that. And, you know, as sort of like your reward for all that hard work, starvation and whatnot, um, it was tough, but I did it. I stuck to it. And I think, think I'm going to say that that really helped me in my post-op recovery. Um, because I had, I shrunk my liver as I was supposed to do according to the surgeon. And because I didn't want to redo that OptiFast diet, when I eventually got my new date, I was told that if I didn't gain any weight from that point on until my unknown date, um, it could have been a couple weeks. It could have been months. Like I had no idea, but I just decided that I'm going to pretend when I knew that I didn't want to have to redo that diet again. I thought I have to be very mindful of what I'm eating, the portion control. Um, obviously, you know, I was pretending that I had already had the surgery. So I was doing the high protein, the low carb, the low fat, um, trying to, you know, start that habit on the 64 ounces of water a day. Um, so I was trying to build all those habits. And I think that that time frame from January to March um, really helped me develop those habits and just get into the mindset a little bit better. So come surgery day, March 4th, I was, I was even more ready. Like I was just, I wasn't nervous at all. I don't know why. Let's, let's do it. Let's do it. I was just ready. I had waited so long. I had just prepped myself so much that I, I walked in that hospital and I just, my life was on the other side, my new life, and I just was ready to go get it. Um, now, unfortunately, again, with COVID, I wasn't able to have a, a support person until my recovery. So it was oh, a little so weird. Nobody can go in with you or anything? No. So it was a little bit, um, you know, it, it's a big life-changing surgery. So, I mean, I, I say I wasn't nervous, and I really wasn't. But at the same time, it... it would have been nice if my husband didn't have to just drop me off at the door, you know? Um, so it was a little unusual feeling walking through the door by myself and checking in and, you know, gearing up. And then I, I geared up really fast. They got me right in and I, you know, got my, Oh my God, it's so exciting. You're finally it was, it was like boom, boom, boom. So the I didn't even years, have time. The years of you waiting. The years that you think about it and you finally do it. Didn't it feel good at that moment, that constant struggle? Didn't it feel good like you were? it was finally going to be over? Because that's what I felt like. Absolutely. Okay, it's finally over. I can rest. I'm tired yeah. of fighting. Yeah. That's exactly what it is. I'm tired yeah. of losing this battle. I'm tired of being controlled by food. Yeah. Um, I'm tired of being on a road to an unhealthy unhealthier life. Um, I didn't have any of the other comorbidities um, yet, but I know that I was on the path to having diabetes. Both my parents have diabetes, just the energy level to, you know, get down on the ground and play with my kids. I know we talked about that on, on the other episode I did with you. Um, I was just so ready for that to all change. And it was just... It was, it was, I felt like it was at my fingertips for so long, just out of reach. So when I finally was there, I was just like, it's finally my day. And it's even happening. though I was by myself, I was just, I was on my phone. I was on Instagram talking to all my friends. Like it was keeping me busy and keeping me occupied. And I had so much support on there as well. And it was just so great to, to have that. And um, I met a lot of people, like there was about, 
12 of us, I think, in the room that had surgery the same day with a few different uh, surgeons. Uh-huh. And I mean, almost all of us, like we, we talk daily still, you know, like how are you you're doing? Very, that's your very sister. You're, yeah. you're, what do they call that guys? Surgery, surgery twins. Surgery twins. Okay, there you go. Mm-hmm. Cool, you got to keep keep in touch with all your surgeons. Yeah, yeah. So we've been, you know, exchanging sort of where we're at and, oh, are you eating this or are you tolerating that or, you know, how much uh-huh. protein did you get in today? And, you know, kind of just motivating each other and seeing, and, you know, it's not that it's a comparison game, but you kind of want to know that you're doing the right thing. So yeah. when you're so freshly postdoc, you're kind of just learning everything. We've got the bariatric Bible we got that was this big, um, you know, with all the food food allowances and things for each Mm -hmm. stage so yeah I mean I am so happy to say that now don't don't hate me for this anyone watching that's struggling (laughs) I've had no issues like there's been days I've totally forgotten that I've had surgery like I just well I mean I, I got that too but until you take that yeah. And, then you're, and then you feel that restriction, like, oh, yeah, because because honestly, when I had surgery, I thought they lied to me and they just stole my money and it was oh. all a lie because I didn't feel any different. Like, yeah, none. It didn't. I didn't feel pain. I didn't feel anything. And I thought they lied. And then when I started to eat and felt the restriction, I was like, oh, shit, they really yeah. did something down there. So, <laughs> yeah, they really did. So good. Yeah, so I, I, um, I've tolerated everything I've eaten so far, um, water, plain, cold, you know, some people can't tolerate plain water or two fold of water. Um, I'm good with all like load me up with the ice still just like I have been my whole life. So that's good. Um, I'm enjoying food, like I'm not struggling to get it down. I'm, I'm enjoying cooking or prepping my food just like I always have. Um, getting my vitamins in like I'm I'm kind of doing it all and it's like okay this is going pretty good why like why is it going so well I was actually concerned for a little bit no Um, don't quit girl if it's going good let it go good that's great I mean that's amazing so let me ask you only because I'm like nine months out from my first surgery and have you tried to cheat a little have you tried to eat something you're not supposed to? Because we've all no. done it. And, yeah. You know, I'm no. just curious. Cause it's I have happen. not. Um, I thought I would have by now, to be honest with you. Because, um, again, pre-surgery, I'm just like, don't have that willpower, apparently, which is why I'm where I'm at. Um, but I haven't, actually. I haven't really had that desire to. I mean, sure, you know, my husband's chowing down on some chips or something during a movie, and it's like, okay, that's my favorite thing. But I replaced it with another protein snack. And as bad as it might sound, but like, as long as I was eating, I was happy. <laughs> um, you know, it just made me feel like I was normal again like I was able to enjoy a snack while watching a movie you know so it didn't it didn't have to be chips you know I um, probably satiated you don't need it you know yeah so remember what we were talking about in episode 12 of the podcast was the battle is really more in the brain hunger so what was that like to actually because before you couldn't imagine what it would be like to have the brain hunger and then not have the stomach to to Mm -hmm. meet in the middle you know what I mean so what was that like for you to have that brain hunger and then you you couldn't eat it yeah it was too much I would 
would say that the the brain hunger or just the you know my brain telling me oh that looks really good um was honestly as early as i think maybe day four or five post-op uh, whereas before that i couldn't even think about food i couldn't look at food i couldn't smell food i couldn't be around people like in their breath who had eaten food like it was bad <laughs> i my mom had food network on and i was like uh nope can't watch it. Like I had no desire for food, um, wow. but it was weird. Um, but then around, as I say, day four or five, my mom, because I was stayed with my mom for a few weeks while I recovered because I'm three hours away from the hospital. So I didn't want to make that trek up here. Um, so, you know, she would be making dinner for something for, for all of us. And I'd say, okay, okay, yeah, that's smelling a little better now, or that's looking a little good. And, and you know, I could tell that I was getting better yeah um and so then i knew that you know my stomach was like i was healing like i wasn't so nauseated i guess at, at first i'm dying to know what was your highest weight what was your surgery weight and what do you weigh now Meredith? i'm so excited <laughs> i can't wait <laughs> well, so my highest weight was about a couple months before surgery. So as I say, it was sort of that time period where I was going to go in for surgery, but then didn't. And then I had those couple months to sort of be really good. Um, yeah. So that was 286 pounds. And how tall are you? Five, six. Is that hard to say that number? I don't like saying it because I'm embarrassed myself i'm mad at myself that i let myself get that get that far mm -hmm. um that was sort of my point where i'm like in my head 286 like that's almost 300 pounds right but you that know was what Aaron, but it's kind of one of those things try to change your mindset whenever you talk about and say that number to like a victory it, it's like now i say i'm 50 years old and i you know yeah. what i used to when i was in my 30s i used to hate that because i was like oh i'm 28 or when i was in my 40s i would say oh i'm 38 i just cringe at the thought of saying i'm my actual age yeah and you know at this point it's like i think i appreciate that the journey that i've had and the story that i've led and mm -hmm. i take pride in my age you know what I mean? And so it's I think really the same thing goes along with your number. It's yeah. like, take pride in that number. You know what? Yeah, I did. I was this weight, mm -hmm. but you know what? It propelled me to do this for my kids and my family. And mm -hmm. this is my number now. And that's a victory lap in your brain. That's oh, yeah. It. That's, no, that's absolutely. Like, I will. I will. Yeah, you, you'll get there. You'll get there. Yeah, because... Well, yes, it does get easier, obviously, the, the, the bigger gap between the list what I was, this is what I am. I, I was on surgery day, I was 270. So I had dropped. Okay. Um, today, today I am 241. Wow. So you lost that much weight in one month. One month. How much pounds is that? Uh, 28 and a half. 28 and a half. Okay. Yeah. Wow. That is amazing. Um, yeah. And now I dropped Holy most shit, of that in my first month. week. Yeah. But I dropped most of that in my first week. It was crazy. I dropped 17 and a half pounds the first week. Like wow. that was, that was weird to me. I thought there's something, this is not right. Um, 
how, how does the body do that? But it did. And then I kind of really slowed down. So my week two, I only lost two and a half pounds more. And then the week three, the dreaded week three stall that everyone talked about that I was so mad about, um, I've dropped nothing. So I had, I stayed the same. I actually was gaining like fluctuating by, you know, 0.1 to 0.8 of like, you know, a pound, um, that whole week in a bit. So, and then just the final past week here, I dropped another 5.9 pounds. So it's starting again. What's your scale routine? Everybody's different. So I'm just curious. You get on it every day, every morning. I, I said to myself, okay, I'm not going to weigh myself daily. That didn't happen. I started to get on the scale every morning. Um, and I still do. I, I like to see sort of what my body's doing each day, um, depending on how much fluids I got in or my protein or, you know, if I went for an extra long walk or whatever it happened to be. I just kind of want to see how it's affecting it. Um, I won't be like that forever. I don't think I do not want to get obsessed by the scale every day because I don't, I, I've heard horror stories. I don't want to do that to myself. But it's so exciting. Just to it get on there, and it's incredible for me how before I could never lose weight, no matter what I did. I, I'm just, I have so much autoimmunes and problems, and I could, I don't give a shit what I ate or what I did. I could not get the scale down, and yeah. it was so, unless I starved myself, of course, you know, yeah. you're going to lose weight if you starve. I mean, like, don't eat anything, and, but it's amazing how you have bariatric surgery, and it kind of reboots your system, and the fucking weight just comes off and it's like I probably eat more now than I did before surgery mm-hmm. and so I'm losing weight it's like I, yeah. I don't understand the science behind it it just works it just <laughs> it, it just works yeah it does and you're definitely right in saying that it is so exciting to finally see that um mm-hmm. and you know not that it it makes oh the weight's just dropping off you're not doing anything no it's it's hard work people who say that you know it's the easy way out that no, um, that bothers me because it's a lot of work. It's a lot of mind power. It's a lot of, um, changing your habits, changing your thoughts, changing your relationship with food and then the meal prep and the weighing and the measuring and the, you know, making sure you're on track and the tracking and it's, um, it's a lot, you know, and, uh, like my alarm on my phone went off the other day and my husband uh-huh. said, well, what's, what's that alarm for? I said, oh, I can drink now. And he laughed at me. He's like, what do you mean? I said, because it was 30 minutes since yeah. I ate. And uh, he said, is this, this is your life now? You have to set alarms for drinking? I said, well, yeah, for the first little while, yeah. That's, so the, that's like, a weird part, when you, how you yeah. can't drink and eat at the same time. It's, it, yeah. We're just so used to taking a drink to, like, wash our food down, you know, after I know. meal or something. I know. It's weird, yeah. Hey, Jenna. So chew your food really good. Yeah. Because you don't have that fluid to wash it down with just chew the hell out of your food until it's like mush and wet and it just goes down easy and, and always have a, a a solid with a soft mayo or mustard with a something soft with yeah something to make it go down a give it wet yeah what's been your biggest obstacle so far since you're one month out what's been the hardest thing for you um the hardest thing for me was, I think, well, I can say, let's do a, a physical and a mental. Um, the mental thing for me was not being able to pick up my kids for a long time. 
Um, my surgeon had said no heavy lifting, anything over 10 pounds for like at least four weeks, oh, if, okay. not, if not, if not six, but I knew that I could never get to the six part with, you know, no help. Like I can't expect everyone to drop what they're doing with their jobs and, and come and help me be mom. But I did have a lot of support with, you know, my family and, and my husband's family, um, you know, and that helped a lot. I'm so grateful for that, but I felt so useless as a mom and my twins are only 21 months old. So they didn't quite understand why, what, what's different. Why is the routine different? Why can't mommy pick us up? You know? So that was hard mentally. Um, and then physically a little bit of TMI talk here, but this is what I do. This I'm open book here for helping anyone surgery affects ladies a little differently in terms of hormonal changes and those hormonal changes are brutal when it comes to the menstruation cycle let's just say that i bled so like crazy living. i bled yeah. like crazy i literally have a tiktok when i couldn't find my keys i couldn't find a bank card and I was literally gonna burn the fucking house down. <laughs> my hormones were so bad. I was so mad. I have there's a TikTok, you look at your fairy diaries. And yeah. it was an early TikTok, and I was like a month out. And I I was like, I wanna burn this place down. Like I couldn't find them and I was gonna lose my shit. Yeah. yeah. So what yeah. happened to you? Well, I just honestly yeah. I, I thought I had I thought I had COVID, to be honest with you, because a few days ago, I posted this on my stories for anyone who, who maybe saw, but I felt like all of a sudden I just got hit by a bus. Like I, my whole body from head to toe just ate, uh, like my fingers. I was doing this, massaging my fingers because they ached so badly. Like every inch of me ached and I had zero energy all of a sudden. Um, I was in a lot of pain, like just like in my gut, in the top of my gut. Um, I just, and I didn't think it was anything that I ate because I hadn't eaten anything differently. I hadn't, you know, eaten too fast or any of those things. So I thought, oh, I, don't, I don't think it's that. I took a COVID test. It was negative. I thought, what the heck? I said, maybe this is my period coming because I have been warned by these, these people that have had period, <laughs> surgery. Yeah. And uh, sure enough, two days later, boom, there she is. And I thought that's what it was. And I said, she was angry. Like, this is what I angry? have to do with. Oh, yeah. He was yeah. Yeah, she's still, she's still pissed off. So, yeah, <laughs> so, she was raging, you know. girl. <laughs> yeah, so it's something to deal with, you know, something to deal with. But again, I can't complain too much because if this is only going to be even, even monthly for the first year, you know, for a lifetime <gasps> of health, then that's you know. No, honestly, I it's complain. just until it goes away. I mean, um, I've talked to younger, like really young people, really younger people and their period stays for like a week or two or whatever. Mine was mm -hmm. just a regular period and it went away six days. It was gone and it yeah. was raging. Jenny said, I have PCOS, haven't had a period in years. And now I'm like a Red River two weeks period nonstop. Yeah. So yeah. that was our episode with joanna she she had pcos and then she had her surgery and she like for like two or three weeks she just it was crazy yeah, yeah. i know it's tough yeah. i i actually put a 
question box on my story the other day. Of, you know, has anyone had these wonky, crazy, insane cycles? Like, share your story. Let me know. I'm not alone. <laughs> and I had so many of them come in, and it was nice to see and DMs too. And it was just kind of nice to like talk to the other women and say, "Oh my God, this has happened to me," and this and that. And we all, yeah, us poor ladies. Um, but I actually put that in my recovery highlight on my Instagram page. If anybody wants to go read through those, um, you know, just for so you know what's have, coming. Have you dumped yet? Have you shit your pants yet? You have not. No, okay. and I'm that's I'm terrified. I'm terrified. So when you do jump, let me show what's going to happen. Don't be scared, Erin. You're going to eat something. <laughs> you're going to sit on the couch with your family. And you're going to hear some grumbling, some grumbling sounds in your stomach. Like you're going to be like, something's not right in there. And you're going to have about 10 seconds to get to that toilet. <laughs> At least that is for me. Yeah. It's pretty scary. It's horrifying. You're like, oh my God, what's happening? Yeah. Yeah. It's and it's coming out both ends. Is that is that right? What do you mean both ends? Like, are we vomiting? Oh, no, no. It's just, it's oh. funny. I throw up. That's with the acid reflux. I kind of throw up. But that's not related to the uh, the whole dumping thing. That's a whole different <laughs> feeling, a whole different. Mm -hmm. Some people, it hits harder. Yeah. Just listen to your body. I, I think you're doing really good. Listen to your body. But yeah, no, I'm, I'm definitely, I've, I've heard horror stories. I, I'm well aware of it. And I, I, people keep saying, you know, oh, you're doing so well. And um, how is nothing bothering you? Like, how, you know, you haven't felt your restriction yet. And I just keep saying, well, I, I will. Like, I, I, I'm, people are calling me like part of the unicorn club, which. Oh, I've like, heard of that. I have you heard of it? Unicorn. Yeah, I've heard um, of the unicorn Okay, so I mean, I just say like, well, maybe I am right now, but it, it, I'm sure I'll eat something that is going to hit me differently and uh, hit me rough, I'm sure. And then it will, as my nurse, my bariatric nurse says, and then you will never do that again. <laughs> I was a, a huge binge eater before. I didn't realize it, but when I had my surgery, I would kind of push the limit there. I'd be like, I wonder if I get one more bite, you know, one more bite. You do really good at that. You measure it and then you just eat it and you're fine and you're satiated and you're good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Awesome. I'm, good for you. Good for I'm you. I'm working Aaron. on that. Um, thank you. Cece, you were nine months post-op, you said, right? Yes. It was on June the 10th. And then okay. And you had the VSG, right? Yep. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh -huh. Someone's asking there. And um, also someone asked what, if you want to describe what PCOS is. Um, PCOS, I mean, I don't have PCOS, so I, I'm not a, I'm not going to give you the best definition, but it's, it's a hormone related for women. They, they, uh, I guess can't have kids. They, they have hair in weird spots that they shouldn't have hair. They, it's just a hormone imbalance. And hair loss too. And hair yeah. loss, massive hormone imbalance. And so when you have bariatric surgery, I don't understand it because when I had bariatric surgery, my BMI was just barely at 35. So I was barely eligible, but I did it because, you know, I had breast cancer and chemo and radiation and my hormones were, I went through menopause and then out of menopause and my hormones were so out of whack that mm -hmm. I did it because, you know, it's, it's this massive reboot to your system. And I don't know how that works, but mm -hmm. it kind of, reboots you and lines you out like it just evens you out and everything just falls into place and the weight just lets go it just 
it goes. Yeah. It's just a, it's an amazing gift. Um, yeah, it's not just for the weight drop. There's so many other things that uh, for health reasons too. And so <laughs> you've done really good. How is that with your parenting and the kids and the house and you're cooking dinner and it has to be a certain way and all the stuff kids want? How's that um, So far, because I'm, I'm not past my, my week six yet, whereas that's, you know, the diet for life. Um, so I still have a few restrictions on my diet, obviously. So I'm kind of eating for the most part, I'm eating something different anyway, right now than my family, which I don't, I don't mind. I've sort of pre-prepped a few things. Um, although the other night I asked my husband, I said, <laughs> I said, can you go out and get some ground beef? And he says, sure. Why? I said, cause I want you to make tacos. He's like, okay, why do you want tacos? I'm like, cause I can have a tortilla today. <laughs> so I was like, that was included. That, that was a, a graduation. I was able to include, um, like whole wheat tortillas, pitas, non bread, yeah. um, other toasts, like uh, not just not fresh bread, like, but still other toast. Um, and so I advanced from the soda crackers and Melba toast. So I was very excited. Um, so yeah, we had tacos. So I actually had the same thing that my whole family had. And I just had like a half of a protein tortilla, like a special protein, high protein tortilla. Yeah. And it was so good. <laughs> well, you too. My favorite when it comes to taco is go get the Quest uh, tortilla chips. The one that's the taco Yes, I just put them in a bowl and then I put put the hamburger meat and then put the cheese and put some avocado. Mm-hmm. Hot damn is good. It tastes yeah. because it, they're so seasoned. Mm-hmm. You don't have to put anything else in it. Because for me, it's spicy already, those chips. And so it just, it's so freaking good. It's like, it tastes like a real taco. I just, I absolutely love it. They're pretty good. I was eating those pre-op too, actually. Like, so like a taco salad I would, I would make with the lettuce, shredded lettuce and the, the cheese and whatnot. Yeah. And I just kind of scoop it all up. So that was, yeah, that was, I can't have those, I guess, quite yet. Um, next week I can introduce those back in, but. So have you had a hard time with your kids, snacks? and your husband and getting everybody did you clean out your refrigerator and your pantry and get rid of all the things that are no (laughs) i did not actually there's every all the temptation here in my kitchen um i couldn't do that yeah you're okay i've been okay so far to be honest with you as i say i really didn't think i would be like i thought i'd be like a hangry bitch just like give me the snacks because i'm a chipaholic like i i could i could have easily pre-op polished off two full bags of chips no problem before surgery like in the night like um i'll just keep like they were a slider food for me yeah i mean mentally like obviously i'm always gonna love chips like the surgery didn't fix my brain um yeah but (laughs) It, it hasn't bothered me to the extent I thought it would bother me so far. Maybe next week when it's my diet for life and now I can, you know, the words in moderation or being mindful of, you know, just every once in a while or treating yourself, you know, um, those will come into play and you just have to be careful to not treat yourself too often, of course, you know, and that, and what I'm so excited for is that hopefully I hope that, you know, a little handful of chips will satisfy me physically and mentally the same as a full bag would have before. Right? I, I hope, I, I don't know. Um, I've heard people go one way or the other with that satisfaction game, but uh, we shall see. 
do you have a sweet kind of craving or are you a salty craving person? Salty, hands down, salty, crunchy snacks for sure. Um, which is kind of funny because I am a baker. My job is a baker. <laughs> so I bake custom cakes and cupcakes all day long, wedding cakes, things like that. So oh my God, how do you um, not eat all the icing? I would I would go crazy if I had to see all the icing all day. Yeah, but oh. you kind of get tired of it. And I've never really had a sweet, I mean, I love cake and I love chocolate or whatever, but I mean, I don't crave it. I'd rather have a salty snack. Like for example, on a, on a hot day uh, or a hot evening in the winter when everyone's sipping on hot chocolate, I would just assume sip on some hot chicken broth. <laughs> Like even like I've always been that way. I'm just I just like saltiness instead. But I I made my first I got back to my my baking orders just just on the weekend and I thought, how am I gonna do this? Like I I need to taste this to make sure it's good, right? Um and I just I literally like I didn't taste the cake part, but I did taste the icing. But I mean I I don't even think I took enough to even swallow anything. I literally just took a little spoon and I just put my tongue to it just to see if the sweetness level was okay. I bet it was. And it didn't bother me. Like, I don't, I don't, yeah, it didn't bother me. Like, I don't, I don't, uh, I don't need to have the icing. I don't want to have the icing when you're around it all day too. Right. It's kind of like eh, old news. So yeah, I mean, I don't want to have to start slowly saying, okay, now I can have this like physically, I can have a little bite. And I don't want that to become a regular habit where I'm now having a bite-sized piece of cake and icing each and every time. I don't want to get there. But, you know, my husband will just have to be my my taste tester, and I think he's okay with that. Yeah. <laughs> so I definitely use the Quest chips. I think those are so good. They're so safe. They are. They, they're snack, they're yeah. just so good. I love organic chips, um, you know, like chia and you know, they have them like at Sam's or whatever. You just get some organic chips and then just get avocado and put some mm -hmm. salt and pepper. Boom. That is so good, girl. I, if you want some savory, well, <laughs> I like the sweet. And so I mm -hmm. like Dunk a Spoon, the Ringleader. So whenever I want a hankering for something, I'll get my Pro Care. I'm just like, in case you're ever in a sweet mood, I get my Pro Care and I dip it. Oh, they're so good. Yeah. Yeah. I dip it in my cashew butter from American Nut Butter. And girl, I'm so happy and satisfied. I don't feel like I need to eat peanut M&Ms or yeah. Reese's Pieces, which those were my go-tos, you know, mm -hmm. before. And so. Uh, those are, those are one of my favorites, even though I'm not super, you know, on the chocolate side, but if I am going to grab a chocolate bar, those were one of them. And yeah. I got the Quest, um, the Quest ones. They're really good too. Like they're a dark oh, yeah. chocolate with like sweetened with stevia. Mm -hmm. Um, I got them at my local Walmart. I mean, they, and they're pretty good. So I haven't had one since surgery, but I was eating them, a couple of them here and there um, when I was pre-op. So yeah, they're really low, low sugar, low carb. So they're pretty good. You can have all the food now that you want or next week. Um, next week, you can go on a full diet. Holy yeah. shit, you can have meat. Well, yeah. I've been having meat. I've been having meat. Yeah, my, my plan was... Seemingly a little bit different from many. Um, I was able to start on my, there was no pureed stage for me. It was full fluids for a week or two weeks, sorry. And then on week three, I was able to introduce soft proteins, which, 
you know, I could throw a chicken breast, a full chicken breast into a slow cooker if I wanted to. Um, and I did. So I did have some canned meat as well, just because it was a little softer. Yeah. But because I was tolerating that, no problem. I thought, oh, I'm going to, I'm going to put a, a chicken breast in the slow cooker and just cook it with some, some chicken stock. And, and I pulled it and pulled it, you know, basically pulled chicken and uh, made like a buffalo chicken dip. And it was really, really good. So, yeah. So I was able to have meat on week three and I oh. was tolerating chicken and beef and uh, shrimp, crab, like seafood, lots of things. So I was, yeah, I was doing pretty good. So, so how many ounces of food are you eating per meal if you measure it? um i would say that like so my my bariatric team said that you know i should be aiming for around four ounces um that would help me achieve the calories that i not that they really you know they don't have a set calorie but they said you know basically so that you're getting your protein in and you're getting enough calories and your body doesn't go into starvation mode and retain your yeah. your your weight about four ounces of food but i'd say that for the most part i'm probably getting in about three to three and a half uh of that portion mm -hmm. um there's other there's things that i'm that i am able to get the full four ounces in and for a time period there with certain things i was eating i was thinking i'm not feeling any kind of fullness or anything like i feel like i could eat more after this four ounces like what's wrong with me <laughs> um and i will tell you I'm a little bit embarrassed by this, but I called up my bariatric nurse and I, I told her what I had done. So I was barely, I was just trying to stay alive. And it was like, <laughs> I know I have to get my two protein shakes in. Like I'm trying <laughs> to get my 60 grams of protein in. And yeah. when I would eat, I could barely eat a little piece of meat. I don't really? care if it was like two pieces of shrimp. I don't care if it was like a little piece of chicken or whatever it was. I could only eat a little bit and I had no room and I still have no room for like broccoli and full blown sides. So it's amazing yeah. that you're eating sides and you're barely a month out. That's, that's, what yeah, I was, that's why I started to think something was wrong. Cause I thought, why am I able to eat all this? Like it was yeah. kind of weird. And so what I had done, which really scared me and which prompted me to have a big conversation with my team was I had weighed out my food and I, I guess I had switched plates and I had somehow managed to zero out my scale after I had put the quinoa on it and maybe even the vegetables, to be honest, I can't remember what it was. Either way, I royally screwed up the math. And so then when I added my shrimp, like I was at, like when I saw four ounces, I thought, okay, here's my portion. And I thought, well, the the veggies are lightweight. The shrimps were little and they were light. So I thought, oh, okay, here's my four ounces. Then I realized what I had done after I ate it. Uh -huh. And I was like, oh shit. I'm like, I zeroed out that scale or like too early. And that, what I just ate was actually 7.1 ounces. So I started freaking out. I'm like, why was I able to eat that? Why am I not dumping? Why am I not feeling uncomfortable? Yeah. Um, so I called my, my nurse and and she was like, don't panic. Like, so I'm thinking, am I stretching out my pouch already? Like, what's going on? I said, no, you can't do that. Like, it doesn't happen overnight. Some people can handle a bit more. And it also depends on what you were eating. Uh, so quinoa, you know, it's obviously it's tiny and you were, you know, chewing really well, which I was doing. So you're basically, she said, picture that all mashed up in your in your pouch right so that's why you can fit a bit more she's like so don't panic 
So, but I was, I was getting at her. What did I just do? So yeah, it, I was concerned about why I was sort of doing so well at first, but after talking to my team and I was, now I'm just so grateful that it's, it's still working the way it should, you know, and I'm just, I'm one of the lucky ones. Like I'm grateful for that. What is the thing you're most scared of at this point? Well, on the on, like dumping, which we just talked about. Yeah. I know that'll happen one day, but I would say like a deeper fear is not, uh, how do I put this? Not knowing when to, to quit with the food, like, and always trying to get that last bite in and then boom, in seven years, I'm realizing mm, I stretched it out over time. You know, I've seen that happen with a couple of people. Um, I've known a few um, friends, personally five actually, that have had had the surgery personally before I even was on this Instagram community. So I've seen it happen. I know it can happen, and I just I just have to be more mindful of that because I would say that I probably do have a little bit of an addictive personality, and so the so that sort of would lead into transfer addiction. I've never been a drinker. Like I'm not one to have, I mean, I have alcohol occasionally, obviously for social reasons, but yeah. um, I just feel like if I'm, if I'm not going to go that route with food, am I going to go somewhere else with the, either the online shopping, you know, you're trying to buy new outfits for your new body and you get all excited. And so then you're kind of spending more money than you should be. And that becomes a thing. Um, and then the alcohol. So those are sort of my two fears that the transfer addiction could, could happen for me. I just have to be more mindful of that. To be transparent, almost nine months out. I remember not knowing what to do with all this free time I had because before your brain is consumed with what's for dinner, what's for lunch, what's for snack. I mean, it's all you yeah. think about is food. And so when you take food out of the equation, I had all this extra time. And I think I did get into shopping. Like I was like, oh man, I can buy all these clothes. All these clothes. And then I think I did try drinking, but I just, I can't drink. I'm a horrible drinker. I get drunk way too easy. Three tablespoons, oh, yeah. you already got a buzz. And yeah. so it was like, eh. So I think it took me a good, this nine months to level out mentally with it and being able to use this extra time for other things that, you know, mm -hmm. I let other things in healthier things. And so, yeah. Um, what is the one thing that you're having the hardest time with right now? Hmm. Do you have problems sleeping? You said your hormones. Um, just, yeah, just the hormonal imbalance. But as I say, that's only in the last few days that I've started to experience that. So, um, I'd say, but yeah, it's like my biggest sort of body challenge right now is just feeling like I, I'm, you know, feeling like death and not having any energy to even hold myself up standing, let alone being a mom to three young kids. Like, so that, that's a bit of a struggle. Um, like it took everything in me to, you know, get my twins ready and bundled up and in the stroller and stroller down the stairs and going to get my five-year-old from the bus stop. And it was just like, oh my God, I'm exhausted. But that, as I say, is just new in the last few days for my lovely cycle. So hopefully that's just a, a monthly thing. And maybe, you know, it would be lovely if it wasn't for the full year post-op, which I know some ladies say they do deal with it for the first year, but, but other than that, I really haven't had any, 
challenges like that. Like I'm, I feel so weird saying that, but it's just been going so well. <laughs> the tiredness is huge. I mean, I pretty much remember that too. You're just going from probably 3000 calories a day, probably was yeah. mine. And, and then you're just dropping down to what 600, 650, or I mean, I don't know what barrage your patients get, but they, I'm I'm usually in and around the 700. Yeah, I mean, so just the calorie deficient alone is going to make you yeah. weak and tired. How about your fluids? Are you getting your fluids in? I see you chugging that water. You're doing good. I'm yeah, I'm I'm almost there. I'm I'm not really hitting the 64 each and every day. I'm more sitting around 55, 56. Um, working on it, but I just find that again, just timing. Like it's not that I can't tolerate it. Um, I used to be like a chugger. Like I could chug, 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 chug. And I'm noticing that I am able now to take larger sips, more frequent sips and, and larger gulps without using the word gulp, you know, it's a horrible word, but um, you know what I mean? And, and so I'm thankful yeah. for, for that too. And I mean, I do have a little bit of flavor in this just because I, I like it, but I, I can drink plain water too. Um, so, and yeah, I occasionally will have a, a shake. Like if I miss breakfast, if I'm, you know, lazy or the last couple of days, I haven't been feeling greatest, the greatest. So I did have a shake, but for the most part, I'm not needing the shakes anymore for my protein or my fluids. So it would wow, just be so sort of getting extra. in all like natural protein. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. See, I suck at drinking water. I don't like the way it tastes anymore. <laughs> oh, really? Even no, with flavor? I just can't drink cream. I got to have lime in it or lemon in it. I love, I was going to say, is the Tremino water. Oh, yeah. Uh, it has seven grams of protein because I'm spoiled and I'm I'm not going to drink it if it doesn't taste good. So yeah. this is the only one that I've been able to like really drink. And it, it, it oh, helps okay. me. Yeah. I wonder so, if I can get that in Canada. I don't know. I've never seen that. I'll have to look around. Just type in Tremino protein water and it'll come up, but it's really good. They have yeah. a um, raspberry lemonade that's my favorite. Okay. And that like, one looks like a peanut colada type yeah. coconut pineapple, something going on in that. that yeah. Mm, it's good. So how's sex going? Do you feel great? Do you feel sexy again? Has that hit you yet <laughs> or no? Um, I have put on a few old outfits that, that I, I mean, and not sexy ones. <laughs> but, but like, still, uh, that's exciting. It was, it was exciting because like I had a couple, um, sweaters that I got in Disney world a few years ago and, and I love them. I'm a bit of a Disney freak. If, if, no, and if people know me, they know that already, but like, so I will rock a Disney sweater every single day if I could, but I was so mad because they only went up to a double XL in the parks. So I would always get that one. And even though it was a little snug and I thought, okay, well, eventually it'll fit me, you know, and I would wear it maybe once or twice when I got home and then in the drawer, it would go because I just didn't feel comfortable in it. It would hug my belly too tight or whatever. It wasn't comfortable. And so I pulled them out of the drawer the other day and I was wearing them. It was just, they were looser. And so I thought, well, this is fun. <laughs> so oh, my pants, my pants are getting loose and, um so yeah it's a nice feeling i have to still do my one month measurements though i want to do my measurements because i did measurements pre-op so i want to see what i've lost that way too there were some months that i felt like i had a stall for like three four months like it was depressing but i was measuring myself and my measurements were crazy going down but i wasn't losing anything on the scale and so 
you get defeated when you see that, but it, yeah. it's honestly, it's still moving. So yeah, it's amazing. Were you one to weigh yourself daily or no? Um, I think I tried to, I probably would have been, but I'm so inconsistent. I mean, I'm not very consistent and I'm lazy and I don't want to, because you know, to get on the scale is a process, Erin, right? Mm -hmm. You got to wake up. You got to go to go pee. Make sure you're done. Yeah. I take off all of my clothes. I'll take off my ring because that's going to make a difference. <laughs> I waved my glasses the other day. I took off my glasses. I took yeah. my glasses off. Yeah, I was like, yeah, uh, orchestra. I did it too. I did it too. Yes, and <laughs> I would, I'll take everything off, like completely. And then <laughs> if I'm not happy with the number, I'm naked, mind you, right? I will move the scale around the room <laughs> until I get the number. <laughs> Guilt, guilty, yeah, I swear. Ain't that the freaking truth that we do that? We're so, it's, so I yeah. think after a while, it's like, I was just lazy because it's such a big process to do all of that. And then, yeah. whereas my husband just gets on the scale in the middle of the afternoon after he eats lunch, how dare you? That's, yes. That's, you can't do that. That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> yeah, he just... Guess what skinny people do? They just get on it in the middle of the day with all their clothes on. Oh my gosh. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I definitely would move it around. I, there's one specific tile in my bathroom that, that shows me at a lower weight. <laughs> I'll even check the batteries and shake it. Yeah. 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 I know. Oh my gosh. What are you most excited for next? Like, what's, what's your goal? Do you have a goal number? I do have a goal number for myself. I don't know how I came up with it specifically or if it's even achievable, but I, I kind of want to be around 160. You know, if it goes less than that, great. But I, I kind of want, I definitely want to hit that 100 pounds lost after surgery. Like since surgery, I've lost 100 pounds. So that'll bring me to the 170. And then if I could push myself further to the 160, then that I'd be really happy with that. But I know, I know I'm going to get the loose skin. I mean, I know that's yeah. inevitable. So I don't want to give myself a, a pant size goal because I know that the skin affects that a little bit, but I'm going to have to start saving now because I know I'm going to want the surgeries to, to fix it all. I know I yeah. will. So, yeah. It's so freeing. I think to have that food freedom, right? So yeah. do you have that food freedom yet? Has your brain caught up to this? food freedom yet because there, there becomes a day you're going to wake up in the morning and food's not going to be and you may have already had it it took me a long time because I was injured but have you woke up in that battle and that fight that losing battle with food have, have you had that aha moment yet I didn't realize if I had or hadn't but my husband the other day said to me like you've adjusted so well like I was cooking and and he said well what are you having and I said well I'm having this and as I was weighing my stuff out and it was, I was making a pasta dish for my family, which that's my favorite. I, I'm, you know, carbs and pasta. Oh my gosh, that's my thing. And it wasn't bothering me. And, and he pointed that out to me. He's like, you've just adjusted so well. Like, this is like, this isn't bothering you. I said, no, you're, no, it's not. You're right. Like, so, so I guess I have had that moment. I mean, I'm sure I'll flip flop a little bit here and there and I'll have those moments where I'm like, 
annoyed that I did this to myself and that I can't physically eat a full bowl of pasta anymore or whatever the case is, you know, but all the good far outweighs that bowl of pasta. Let me tell you already and I'm only one month out. So so I'm just thankful for it and I'm so happy and I'm and I'm proud of myself that I finally did it and that I I took that leap. I took that step to, you know, to go for it. And I'm so proud of um, you. Know, Thank you. Yeah. And I, I won't be one of those ones that doesn't ever have pasta again. Uh, I think balance is a good thing. I just meant like, I'm not going to have a big plate or a big massive a big bowl of yeah, pasta. Because I still eat bread that, you know, not real bread. Yeah. I like to end every episode with what advice do you have for somebody who is pre-op and waiting or somebody that you can help them with advice? Because now you know what it's like and you are experiencing all these things what advice can you give to them who are even just thinking about it or on the fence about it because you were on the fence for years oh yeah so, a lot of years i think the advice i give that stems from me contemplating for so long uh was that fear of change fear of changing my habits you weren't i wasn't ready for it obviously even though you wanted it i wanted it so badly I was only picturing the end result. Like, I just want to be thin. I just want to be skinny, you know, whereas that's not what it's all about. I want to be healthy for my kids now, you know, all of those things. So if you are contemplating it, but fearing that change, all I can tell you is that I'm only one month out and I don't regret even a second of it already. And so I know it sounds cliche in the community to say, but just that phrase, trust the process mm -hmm. and it will happen for you. And you will all of a sudden realize and be proud that you made that decision for yourself. And you will thank that 250, 300 pound girl or, or man. And, you know, you will thank them mm -hmm. for getting you to, to, to where you are. And then you, you'll just look back and you'll basically say, well, why didn't I do this sooner? I know I'm going to have that. Why didn't I do this sooner? So that's, I just think that, you know, you all have that moment where it's a big step, like you're rerouting your organs or removing 80% of an organ. Like it's, it's not a, yeah. you know, a small thing. I just think that you just have to trust the process and do your research on the surgeons you know, I did a lot of research on mine and I was, I think that's part of what happened too with my nerves is that I just, they were vanished. Like I was just so comfortable. I was so, I knew I was in good hands. So do your research like I did and just, you know, you'll be ready for it, I think. And when you're ready, you're ready. So. Yeah. Thank you so much for being here, Erin. I'm so excited to get to see you. And it's such a great feeling too, because after we talked last time, you were so sad and I just like, oh, I just, and I was waiting for you to get it. And I was just the day you had surgery and I was just so excited. And I'm so, yeah. I'm, I'm so I happy was, for you. Yeah, I was so frustrated for a time. <laughs> um, Sarah's just asked me, where did I have surgery? So I'm in Canada. I had surgery at uh, St. Joe's in Hamilton. My doctor, my surgeon was Dr. Anbari. So he, he did wonders. So. Yeah, she's in Canada. Thank you all for joining. Thank you, Erin. Thank you so much, Cece. It was so nice talking to you again, and we'll be in touch. We will do an update. All right, guys. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening. If you like the show, please rate, review, and subscribe on any platform that you get your podcast. 
and check us out at Patreon. That's patreon.com forward slash fairy diaries for more exclusive content, deep dives, and info on upcoming events. Don't forget, follow us on social media. See you there.